0: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's
1: episode of Booking the Territories, an Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we're covering WCW Saturday night on TBS from April the 6th, 1991. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Hopper. The reason being is because, well, Doc and I haven't spoken in probably two weeks now. Um, Hopper is at work at the moment, so we had to move some things around to get the show done due to a uh, certain illness that I acquired in the last couple weeks. Uh Doc, before I throw it to you, I just want to give a special shout out to our largest page contributors, disrespectfully Classy, Marky e. Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Weiss, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month. Uh, Dr. Blassie, thank you for all the medical advice over the last couple weeks. And on that note, um all right, Doc, let me take care of this too before before I throw it to you. Uh shout out to Ronnie I, Big Big Kirk, uh or Big Kick or Kirk. I can't remember which one it was when I took the notes uh derek darren thank you for becoming btt patrons. some of you became annual patrons some of you became just new patrons so thank you very much and if you're not a patron you can become one at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt great way to support this show without uh where you get tons of extra content each and every week uh including this intro right now where the patrons are going to get this uh, almost a week earlier than everyone else so doc on that note let me throw to you um how do i sound man am i sounding good i'm sounding bad or what
2: well i guess the best thing we could what
1: nothing i just (laughs) uh, go ahead I
2: i guess the best thing we can say about you is that you sound like you spit out the ventilator to be here today so we appreciate the effort um you know there's a lot going on because we we are actually recording three days later than we normally do. So the news has had an opportunity to pile up on us here. So I think we're going to have a, a very robust discussion today. Uh, we've got, uh, well, hell, the, the the NFL started last night. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, AEW completely implode.
3: Mm-hmm. Just,
2: absolutely shit it shit on the ground and then fall back in it. <laughs> and then the story that has the wrestling world and dare I say the podcast world in a tizzy is our very own menace has uh we've got to choose our words carefully here such that we don't run afoul of the, the, the digital police.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's just say um, you caught a cold, but it wasn't a cold.
4: How about that?
1: <laughs> they say it's in the family of cold, so it is. It's so. a cousin. It's a
2: cousin to the cold. So yeah. we've gone through gallons of hand sanitizer. We've washed our hands until they're raw. We we've stayed sequestered in our homes and. We've reached the point where, you know, Harper and I both caught a cold and uh, it was a minor inconvenience for both of us. And we we kicked out and went on back to living. Um, But as we know, it hits everyone differently. And apparently um, it got you pretty good. So uh, I guess the first question for you is, uh, and I'll ask a series of questions here to try to navigate us through this word salad landmine. How are you feeling today?
1: No, I'm I'm getting back it, it you know I don't want to make people think it was more than what it was. I mean I I wasn't like I was in a hospital or anything like that. Uh, you know it. Well, okay. Wasn't. How
2: close? How did it ever cross your mind that maybe you needed to go?
1: No, no. The only reason is because um, like I I, I remember I was texting with Dr. Dr. Blassie and he had asked me a couple times like, "How are you breathing?" I'm like, right. I'm like I'm good, man. I'm, you know I I mean I, I, like I, I start coughing and I kind of get a little winded from that, but that's only because you kind of like you know. You know, hacking up a lung. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was just sitting there,
2: <gasps>
1: you know, wheezing or anything. So you like weren't that.
2: gasping for breath. But nah, it wasn't nah. like minute seventeen of your matches with Rod Price were no, no, blown nothing up. like that. No, okay. nothing like that. So, but but, so but, but
1: but but go ahead.
2: No, no, we're, this is this one's about you, buddy. Um, so you're are are you, ex- still experiencing any symptoms.
1: Um, the the messed up part is the, the um, energy level. Like I told you, like my mailbox is like a block and a half down the street. So two days ago, again, this is a week and a half after, you know, first getting it and it going through various stages. And by the way, I want to mention when we recorded the last show, it was a Tuesday night. Um, the end of August, we recorded that. It was starting to hit me like my throat was starting to get sore and I was fatigued. But it really hadn't, it hadn't hit me yet. I just didn't realize it. I was like, all right, I'm going to get this minor thing that my daughter had and my wife seemed to be dealing with at that point. And it was the next day that the, the fever just, Montezuma's revenge just blasted me. Um, so anyway, um, I'll go to the, walk to the mailbox. This is a week after, or this is two days after the fever finally broke. So I, I had fever for like five days, man. And it was rough. It was rough, right? That fever, hey, that, that fever for that illness is no joke. Um My daughter, wife, none of them have fever. It kills me yeah my I, wife' I was didn't, like I didn't have fever my, either. My wife's like, because um, you know our doctor, Dr. Blasi, you know everybody us, you, you know make sure you take your vitamin D, make sure you, I am religious yeah. about vitamin D. I don't me too. miss vitamin D me too. I'm also in the sun a lot more than anyone else in this household, besides my daughter I, I,
2: because, get I, mean, you. I, got, I got you. Yeah.
1: I get more vitamin D than any human, most human beings on this planet, not to mention too. Doc likes to play and joke and call himself White Lashley. I ain't buffed the stuff or anything, but ain't I guarantee you I'm in the top percentile of people when it comes to cardio. Okay, so here's
2: the. Okay, so I want (laughs) to ask a question about that. And I was
1: I was hurting trying to go to the mailbox. I wasn't winded, but my legs felt like like rubber.
2: Yeah. So. You know, a lot, of, a lot of our listeners and our patrons have been following your journey and wishing you well uh, out in, in social media. I just want to know how Sasha's jokes went over when she was asking you to just get on the treadmill and run your COVID away.
1: No, that wasn't happening, bro. Now, don't get me wrong. It, it, crossed, my, 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 it crossed my mind for a second to like, all right, let me just go try to sweat this out. The problem was, bro, when you got a 102 degree fever,
2: you don't want to move. Just
1: walking to the
0: bathroom
1: is a chore.
2: Yeah. Now, did she go on with her life, or did she help nurse you back to health?
1: I mean, she don't don't get it twisted. She didn't have the fever, but she she was she was messed up for for a, a few days too, and had to yeah. take some time off work.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I want to tell everybody out there listening is, um. Because we were talking about it over in our house, like you know, the people were like, "Well, how's how's the menace doing?" And I was like, "I mean, I, don't, I don't think he's going to make it." Um, the real sign for me was that you missed work and how much work you missed. Because you don't like to take work for sick. You don't like to take off work for sick, so you can save it for your playtime. And you missed, I think five days at work.
1: Yeah, it's not a lot. (laughs) I probably could have pushed it for further, but, but, uh, but you
2: don't usually take days for being sick. And so to take five days, I knew you were sick. This time I knew you weren't playing, playing for sympathy, man.
1: That fever was no joke, man. That's all I'm going to say. That fever was, was, was some top notch booking. Like, that was some real heat, so, brother.
2: But but you, you're feeling better now, so it's obvious to me that the BTT prayer warriors, oh God, s- spent their time praying for you out of the ditch rather than the Queen of England. No, let's not go there. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I heard that. The... I heard that the Facebook group was less than classy oh, about my the death, the death of our our <laughs> the our degenerates... colonial Queen. <laughs>
1: The degenerates in the Facebook group. If you are triggered by comments about the Queen, you do not want to get close to the BTT Facebook group. They were okay. teeing up. off on the Queen.
2: Now, how do you feel about the term "prayer warriors"? I,
1: it's good. bruh, I say this all the time. I believe in God. I believe in the power of
2: prayer, but I, I just.
4: I, I, I think I don't I've
1: said it on the show. I, need... I don't
2: think God is up there watching you <laughs> with like one of those telethon <laughs> thermometers that is filling up bread with pr- prayer numbers. <laughs> and when it hits enough, he reaches down and, and touches you and clears the clears the germs. I don't think that's how that works. Uh... <laughs> Now, if I'm wrong, I'll gather together my prayer warriors and we'll go at it. Now, um, did it cross your mind as a former professional wrestler to start a GoFundMe for any of this? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, this this may be a public service announcement, and I'm going to try to steer you towards Helpful instead of complaining about this because you were complaining before the show, but we don't want to get this uh, yanked off the the tubes. Um, what did you? I mean, did you just lay there and die, or did you did you take some take a couple of aspirin? What, what you know? If we have listeners out there, I mean, it's still rolling around the community. So there's a good chance that somebody listening is going to get this. What was your course of treatment?
1: All right, that's the thing, man. Everything was almost everything was over the counter except for this medicine for my throat because it felt like it felt like I had swallowed a a, a crushed up cup of uh, glass mm. and my throat hurt so bad. So I, I had this um I had this lidocaine gargle for my throat. That wasn't over the counter, which would numb it. But even then it was like, Jesus Lord, how do I I mean, bro, I went, I'm pretty sure I overdosed on, um, What They're those throat lozenger things, not Halls. I'm talking about the ones that got actually numbing type medicine in them, man. I, I I was popping those like Skittles, bro. Like I would do the lidocaine gargle, pop them things all day. Cause I had a little cough, not much of one. And kind of helped with cough too. And, uh, but that, that was the worst thing. That was one of the worst things. The two worst things were the the fever and, and the sore throat. I mean, my throat's okay. still... My throat's still... I, I mean, I, that's why I asked you, how do I sound? Because my throat is still, like... It's it's not recovered. I mean, it, here's the thing, bro. Uh, there's no way I could have worked. Even if I could have physically sat up and, like, actually sat there, the, I, I could not have spoken on on a call. Like, there's... There would have been no no way. You know, I I mean, it it wasn't gonna happen. Like I would have been there like a mute. People would have been like, what, what is is he there? Did he die? I'm like I, I can all talk. of a
2: sudden you you croak out I don't feel so blessed. Mm, yeah. So so um yeah, we knew you were sick. Um I mean you said something about not being able to record, and I think Harper was mad. He was like, You're still sick, come on.
1: Yeah, I mean, he sticks his fucking tongue in some, in his girl's booty hole and barely, dude, hit this dude, bro, he, he loses his sense of smell for two days the first time and start he starts
2: drinking it. eggnog daiquiris to, to celebrate.
1: The second time he got it, I, I don't even think he had a cough. I, I don't think he had nothing. And it, it's just it's Murphy's law, bro. It's, it, I, 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 bro, I, I, people like him, I just get jealous of. Like, how, how the hell, he, as reckless as he can be, not on purpose, just just the way he goes through life. And I mean, the dude found a girlfriend in the,
2: at the height of it all, right? And, That's true too. Hey, bro, he's well, gotten. <laughs> Yeah, and man. i didn't have the sore throat or the fever i had a headache and i was super tired like that super like i couldn't keep my eyes open either and i slept for like a day and a half straight and then i was like oh okay not a headache so, is
1: mean, something it, else it, too I, I, I had the headache i had i had a massive headache as
2: well yeah so um and my daughter was the only one that had the fever in the house but it only lasted for like half a day so I mean, it's just weird, man. You caught the you caught the tough one, dude. Uh, who knows, man? Well, I'm glad that our prayer warriors pulled together out in the BTT community pulled you through this. Um, I, here's what I've noticed about your voice: as we get into this and we're starting to roll and chop it up and do our thing, you're starting to get a little bit more life to your voice than when we started. That open was pretty terrible, but we'll we'll drag you through it and uh i'm sure you'll be better next week or maybe not i don't know i mean i was starting to i mean harper and i were holding auditions for for Uh, okay yeah what i mean wait we can't miss a week if you die you
1: i I was gonna uh,
2: that's what harper
1: said that's nice um, I, I, the, what I was going to do, what I thought about doing, depending on how much, how far this was lingering, I, I was just going to call Crockett and be like, hey, man, I need you to do this with Doc and Harper one of these nights. Yeah, just get me by for one week. But, you know, I didn't have to call in the bullpen. Would although you say although this Crockett is one did of, check on me.
2: This is one of the most closest calls we've had with not getting a show done.
1: No, no, I, I don't, think, I don't so think so because either. because we – um. We've, 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 we've had to do this before on like a Friday. I remember one time me and you both had like a sinus infection or something. We we're like, bro, I can't record, man. We got to do this on Friday. And um, we did that. Or, or you were sick. That's what it was. You were sick and yeah, it was a Tuesday sick. and you couldn't do it. And I was like, all right. And then I think Silva filled in on a, on a Friday with me. See, that's the benefit. Like everybody's like, I know, I know a lot of time when it comes to timely things on this show, You know, folks like, man, I wish they didn't record so early. Well, the thing is, this is why we record early, because there's something. Doc's got kids. I got kids married. You know, Harper flies by the seat of his pants. You know, you never know what kind of stuff you're going to fall into. So we always got to make sure. All right. Not only is it recorded, it's edited. It's ready to go by that Thursday. And that's what recording a week and a day or two in advance usually does. So, I don't think we were close to missing uh we I think we well, have had close calls like this before, just as similar circumstance
2: and speaking of timely, i don't care if it's timely or not i I think we need to discuss what's going on in in what can only be described the mess that is a e w bruh i i all I know is there's a certain somebody on this show. That has been saying for the last couple of years, don't believe that it's all tooth and gums in that locker room because it's a wrestling locker room. Do you feel vindicated now?
1: No, I don't feel vindicated. And and before we jump into this again, this is getting to to the patrons early. I'm hoping to drop this today as we're talking for the patrons. So if you're a patron, you're hearing this on hopefully on Friday, September 9th. Um, If you're a patron, you
2: also know what impact Last night's game had on me and half pints football picks.
1: Yeah, that's true too. There you go. That's true too. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, um, I want to, as we jump into this discussion about AEW and what's going on, there are two mindsets that I think everybody needs to have. One of the things that Doc and I have a lot of experience with is working in corporate America, and mm-hmm. we understand how things are supposed to work as it pertains to employees and executive vice presidents and things of that nature now at the same time
2: oversee bookers and overseers versus the workers
1: bookers and overseers versus workers okay so there's, there's an aspect that aspect there's also the aspect of this is a pro wrestling company that just happens to be i'd say the second biggest company um at least in america for sure and arguably in the world depending on where you put them but now now as i say all that um, I have been wanting to talk to you about this and I'm, I'm actually all glad it, you know, we had to wait a few days to record because there's been other things that have developed since then, since this all happened. Now um, I, I don't feel vindicated by all this, but it just makes it drives a point home that, you know, nothing is always perfect. Um, I mean, you, I think we already knew nothing was perfect when Cody left and all you know there was an NDA you know he wasn't going to speak on the reason for leaving and all that stuff so this is not the first we're hearing about people not getting along in this company this is the most vocal we've seen it but this is not the first but um Okay so God, do we need to talk about
2: do we need to talk walk about through it. what happened or does everybody know what are we doing here
1: Um yeah we can talk about what happened go you want to start <laughs> Well
2: apparently and I, here's the thing I don't watch The main reason I don't watch the show is I'm at I'm at a kid's soccer practice on Wednesday nights. And to be fair, it's not the times I do watch it. It's not good enough to record and and keep up with. That's that's fair. Now, I listen to Cornette review the show and I'm up with, you know, my problem is a lot of times when I watch the show, I'm thinking about corny's names for people rather than their real names. And I get confused like Penelope <laughs> Pit Stop and Pizzeria Uno and all that. <laughs> so I, I generally know what's going on, big, broad strokes. I don't know everything. Here's the real th- scoop for all of us out there listening. None of us know the true whole story because we weren't there. That's mm-hmm. another piece of this puzzle. Um, But from what I do know, um, basically, the uh, and on some level, Hangman, Adam Page – went out there and cut a promo on punk and kind of went sideways from the, I won't say script. Cause I don't think they do scripts, but maybe, you know, took some shots,
1: went into business for himself based on what punk said. Right. And a promo on AEW, some, uh, you know, a few weeks back.
2: And so, uh, you know, as a result, they get to this most recent pay-per-view and, after their pay-per-views they do these media scrums and unless you're going to do some angles that's the dumbest idea of all time
1: it, it, it's a play on what happens in real sports quote-unquote real sports even though a lot of this stuff is the work too right um okay <laughs> brother no it's a play it, it's it's a take from real sports and I I started thinking more about this. I'm surprised this hasn't happened. God,
2: that is a Because of these media
1: scrums, because you're opening up things, you're giving direct access to wrestlers and reporters and wrestlers who don't like things reporters say to them. And this is a different world in in the NFL or NBA where you see a, 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 a player get mad at the reporter it's different. It's totally different. Like the, the view on the, on the sports media in that example versus in wrestling, where the wrestling media is smart to all of it, is different than in real sports, where, you know, a reporter's just being critical of your favorite football player, NBA player, and your NBA player is like, you know, screw it. But the NBA player doesn't act like he wants well, and to let fucking me ask knock qu- out the reporter.
2: Let me ask you a quick question, though. I mean, it's standard protocol, isn't it, in wrestling to go out after the show because you're keyed up after the show, right? Everybody's got adrenaline.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And so you're hitting them when they got adrenaline, and 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 I know they do post games pressers in football, in every sport, but you know it, it's different.
1: Yeah, it's it's not the same. And I'm going to say
2: this: if they haven't been using these to work angles, then shame on them.
1: So, agree. But let's let's get back to it. Um, you know, so you like you said, Adam Page went into business for himself and pissed Punk off. Um, the other side of it is, uh, CM Punk has got heat, legitimate heat with Colt Cabana, and. And it was reported. I don't know what reporter did this. If Dave was the reporter or if it was Brian it didn't Alvarez. Sound like it. I don't think it was either. Or if it was Mike Johnson or if it was Wade Keller. I don't know what reporter out there or legitimate, I don't say legitimate in quotes. It's an oxymoron, wrestling media personality, <laughs> journalist. I say that in the largest air quotes. I don't know which one of them actually. Reported this, but evidently there was a report that the Young Bucks and Kenny um, reported to one of these people that Punk got cold, moved to ROH or fired. And that set off Punk originally in this presser. Now, let me I want to say something, Doc. I'm a Punk fan, but I need to say something before we continue this. Punk is wrong, dragging Colt Cabana's name through the mud right there. Uh, He could have made his point about whiny little bitches in EVPs reporting things to the media. He could have even brought up the fact that they, they shouldn't have said that he got Colt fired or moved to ROH. But he didn't need to air out all that dirty laundry that, whether true or untrue... It just didn't need to be said like he didn't. Need, that was not the opportunity for him. He could have made his point without just talking all that mess about Colt, who's not there at that moment to defend himself. I didn't like that part of it. I thought that was just low class. Now, at the same time, yeah, you know, I'm not a Bucks fan or Omega fan. So him calling them out was funny. I don't think you can do it in. The grand scheme of things, when you're a corporation, because I'm gonna go back to what we said a second ago about you and I having worked in corporations, you can't as the the, the little man on a totem pole. And I know punk is punk, but you can't as an employee, you know, call your EVPs <laughs> effing children, and you're tired and frustrated, and you're tired of working with effing children, bro. That's not how it works. So I mean. I thought it was funny, but I mean, you can't do that. At the same time, I understand his frustration because if that was reported and he's whiny little, and I believe that they are trying to undercut him and cut him off at the knees because he gets over more than them for most. I understand everybody's not a punk fan. I get it. I get why he feels the way he does. And I believe it needed to be addressed, but uh, it, it, it definitely went sideways at that presser. Um, what did what did you think as I say that?
2: Um. So, first of all, he has now made it okay for everyone in the industry like us to eat muffins while we... Um,
1: <laughs> that was tremendous. He was eating the muffins the whole time.
2: God. Looking at his fingers, bloody face, eating his muffins, looking at his <laughs> fingers, cutting promos.
0: Um,
2: what, is, what did I think? First of all, AEW is not a corporation. They are a, maybe a corporate environment.
1: Okay, that's what I meant. That's a great, great clarification. Corporate environment. The,
2: the other piece to it is, is that in most of our shoot jobs, we can't do that. But it's a little. This is where it's a little more akin to pro sports. If Drew Brees wanted to call out Saints leadership, he could
1: yeah yeah that's that's a, that is very true he could now make, but i don't know if you call your him one is whiny little bitches either
2: well the question to your point is should he and that's that's a you know just because you can do something doesn't mean you you should um so i don't i don't get the whole point like I get the feeling that punk isn't well liked in the locker room from things I've heard, but you don't know what that means. See, that's the whole point of us not being there. You know, it's like, is it cause people are jealous or is it because he's a bad guy or maybe not bad guy, but he's hard to deal with personally. And maybe the answer is a little bit of both. Um,
1: oh, well, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not the type of dude who, and I've been around dudes like this that, is afraid to express how they feel about things at any moment in time. And in the wrestling business, there's that, that ruffles feathers. Like, and I can see how it ruffles those little whiny little kids that like the super so, kick.
2: So, um, first of all, I'm a big believer in, if you don't want people to, to, to explode the scene, don't start shit so and and i i live this personally is if you don't like my response maybe you shouldn't have started stuff cuz i'm better at the response i'll say anything i don't care
1: okay are you so, saying you back in punk when when you say that
2: um my whole frustration with all of this is we're going to play this like kindergarten and make everybody shake hands when there's a whole bunch of money to be made. Hmm. And I don't, even think,
1: they're, I don't even think they're going to be playing like kindergarten. My prediction is, and this hasn't happened as we record this on September 9th, 2022. Punk's going to walk away. They'll say he resigned. He's going to leave. The the, the Well, he's the, got a torn pec now. I don't care. That those things can can recover, and the little freaking buffoons over there, who God, I I just can't stand them, bro. They 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 have go. Everything about them is go away, like. I, I mean, I've been watching you, it and let me tell you yeah. something. If, punk, if Punk's gone, and I'm I'm a punk fan but I'm calling him out. He's wrong for what he did here, especially with the cabana thing. It's just dirty, bro. You don't do that. I don't care if you got like the whole point was to expose them snitching on on, you know, the whole going to the wrestling media. It wasn't to to talk about the personal stuff with Colt and we're only hearing one side of that so I don't like that's wrong just he shouldn't have did that but if he's gone and those buffoons and morons and jackasses are still there I ain't got no time for that company it's there's nothing there for me
2: so I watched I had a rare Wednesday off and I actually watched the show Wednesday night this past Wednesday night post fight and it was so bad, that Latrell was like, "Can you turn this off? It's kind of making me mad." He had never seen Orange Cassidy. He looked at that guy and was like, "What?" He looked at me and goes, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, I, he's smart I enough to know more. that John John Moxley can't draw a dime.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but he's not my favorite, as we've discussed.
2: And, I mean. There's talent in that organ. That's the frustrating part. So to me, all of this comes back to Tony Khan not running a a tight ship or a wrestling company the right way because there's talent there. You can't tell me even that I don't like Moxley, but with Moxley and I don't like Omega, but Omega and Punk and Danielson and FTR and Lethal and Wardlow and God help us MJF, you've got enough to do something. But it did. You know what? I, watching Wednesday night made me feel like I felt like Vince. Ru, it was like Vince Russo booking without the questionable like treatment of women.
1: I I say they got nothing for me as I'm FT. I like the F, I like FTR though. But it's just he, I think you got to give him a pass a little bit from from the past Wednesday, uh, September the seventh, only because they had to call an audible because of everything happening with the investigation, you know, that, that, that show was, you know, spit and duct tape put together late. They they had the major shift directions. I mean, literally two, two of their champions the, that trios bowl crap and their mm. world champion is stripped. So there's a big time audible called. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't judge him on that. Now, I, as I say that, you know, I I fast forward through it like generally weekly. I I I hit through it in about 20 minutes. I watch the people that I, that I generally enjoy and then I, I FF through the rest. It's just how I watch wrestling nowadays. Um
2: But let me tell you something. <laughs> in a real company, the Bucks and Omega re- receive some sort of punishment as well.
1: This is the problem with this. This is this is the problem with it. I totally agree. Okay. If you're a quote-unquote EVP, you, whether you like it or not, you need to be held to a, you are held to a higher standard. Not even heavy, need to be.
2: Heavy is the head that wears the crown.
1: Bruh, you could have an employee Here's the thing, bro. Let me take it out of the wrestling context. You could have an employee stand up, get on social media, call you a mother effing elephant that likes to (laughs) jab prosthetic Mm. limbs up your butthole Mm. and that you are a worthless piece of human trash Mm -hmm. and can say ungodly things to you. It does not. And you know what? That employee will be dealt with heavily. But you as the EVP. Should not publicly, uh, not even publicly, you should not react.
2: You You have to rise above
1: it. You got to sit in your office. You got to take it and you know what's going to get dealt with. Human resources is going to handle that situation, Mm -hmm. and it will eventually be dealt with by the people who can deal with it that are not you. Now, you may make a statement about it at a later time, but you, like Doc just said, have to rise above it. If you want to be an EVP, you got to act like a damn EVP. You can't just decide... You're going to go knock on somebody's door and deal with it, even if, and I don't even want to hear this part. Well, Punk said to come over to his locker room. You know what? People angry say a lot of dumb stuff all the time. And this ain't excusing his behavior because that was wrong. But at the same time, the damn EVPs, no matter how tough they think they are, and ain't none of them tough. The only one who I think would probably whoop me is Omega. The Bucks, I'd tie them up like a pretzel and just mm, spit we have a on
2: challenge. Luke get it in cause
0: the ring. cuz they're
1: not bro they're not they're not men they're they're just whiny little punks and it's just dumb and i don't like doing this but it's just like oh we're going to go knock on a door uh, allegedly all this is allegedly we're going to knock on a door and we're going to go give him a piece of our mind cuz he said he wanted to and then get, get and mind.
2: then get sour when it turns on us
1: well, and see, that's the thing I don't know. So was it just because then you hear the conflicting reports. Was it just Punk in the room with his dog when they knocked and it's three on one? Because if it's three on one, guess what? At that point, I got to defend myself because I don't I don't know what you, you're the aggressor. I know I called you over here, but but I hate to say it, but now you're the aggressor. And then uh, or is even if a steal is supposedly in there. I mean, there's so many reports about who was in there, who wasn't in there. A chair was thrown. Bruh, I mean, the thing is, all that to say. I don't care what Punk said. He shouldn't have said it, but at the same time, you damn EVP man, you don't just go over there barking up okay, a tree. Okay, so here's
2: a, here's another thought. The wrestling business is predicated on one thing, in my opinion: stars. You you need stars. Hmm. In this equation, who's the star? Who's I mean, the biggest Punk's- star?
1: Punk's a star. I mean, it's not even a question.
2: Then the then I don't care your titles. That's stupid anyway. The 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 playing field is tilted towards him. Sorry, that's the way the world works. Yeah. I mean, Drew Brees can say that about the front office, but if Ian Book says it, well, I'm sorry, son, but uh you, you need to learn to keep your mouth shut. Well Drew said mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he did, didn't he?
4: Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, the star can get away with a lot more.
2: I'm a, I am mean, I, I say this a lot around my house. You know, we have the State Fair of Texas, and it comes in September and October. I say, you know, the fair, fair, fair's, fair comes to town once a year. Life ain't fair. Yeah. Now, I think punk's going to take time to recover, realize, hey, I don't want to deal with these children. I'm hurt. <laughs> I got money. I'm going home. <laughs>
1: I'm tired and I'm old. I'm tired of dealing with effing children. Yeah, I saw.
2: (laughs) We're the stars Uh, in this equation. Say that again. We're the stars here.
1: (laughs) You didn't like that tweet? (laughs) No. I thought it was funny, man.
2: I'm, sure I'm tired. And
1: I'm old, and I'm dealing with. Children. I'm gonna
2: chalk that. I'm gonna chalk that up to you being delirious with fever.
1: That was great.
2: <laughs> but the but the real problem here, the real problem in all of this, is that Punk got hurt. Because otherwise, let's build some angles, right? We got our next year of booking written out for us tonight. Thanks, boys.
1: You know, that would be the best part of it. Like let let's just assume it. It's not a work. I don't think it's a work. I I think Punk's got an attitude, and I think. They got their feelings hurt when he called them EVPs and they couldn't manage a target. I thought that was phenomenal. <laughs> but like if you and me like I don't here's the thing, you know, we joke about it. everything's a work. Okay, I don't think it's a work. I think I think I think all this was a shoot and I think that it would be great if they actually would turn it into an actual money maker. That's what a real wrestling promotion would do back in the day, but this is not
2: what that is anymore. If the goal is not to draw money, because I get we have, it's a TV product now, how about it would at least generate some entertaining television? Because what I watched last night was not or Wednesday night was not entertaining. And I saw, and don't say they put it together in a second. MJF was out there. Well, yeah, because I
1: mean, he had already come back at the pay-per-view. So I mean, I get that part, but the problem is you, they were still putting it together on the fly, I man. They just, dude. They just suspended like four of their top talents. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I said top talents. I mean, I, I, they put themselves over nonstop. The the so, so your thought
2: is, is that Punk will quietly just not come back?
1: I think they're gonna I, like. Here's my prediction. I think they force his hand and pay him a lot of money to go away. And the EVPs, which this is the dumbest thing known to man when we're talking about wrestling, they continue to serve their suspension for some time. They come back and then nothing ends up happening. It's just, it is what it is at that point. Like they're back and you know, a year from now, this is forgotten. We'll talk about it for years. But in the end, Punk is pushed out and gone. And then I'm gonna say something very controversial. Oh, Don't God. be surprised if that fool pops up in WWE. Like, I can't see I, it. I can't see it either, but just something like, let me tell you something. Anger will make you do, st- he would be pissed if they push him out the door and suspend him and essentially fire him and force him to resign. He being punk. Anger makes you do things you would never
2: do. As the great Rage Against the Machine once said, anger is a gift.
1: It, it, it will push you to do things you think you would never want to do? I just or... don't see
2: the doofus son-in-law saying, here's a mic.
1: Um, I don't either. But at the same time, the doofus son-in-law might think, we're going to draw some money here with this. I'm going to use him to help me. Because it benefits me, there's a lot of things you will allow to happen
2: when it well, benefits okay. you. Well, Then that would be the ultimate. Did Triple H learn the lessons of Vince? Because Vince would do it.
1: That's Let's what I'm business. saying. That's and remember, I I, used, I told you this years ago. But don't this forget. Even... But
2: don't. For, but don't forget. Triple H was part of a clique that was vindictive and nasty, just like the EVPs are now.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: Did he move on and learn?
1: And that's why I told you, like, Vince, I used to always say that. I was like, when it it came to Punk and WWE, I was like, never say never, man. There's been a lot of people you would never think would come back to that place. And they came back, and Vince, for the sake of making money, was like, eh, we're good. And I'm just saying, man, that, like, I would never say never when it comes to that. Now, do I really think it'll happen?
2: I don't. eh. You know what would be great TV is if Vince showed up to manage Punk to get back at Triple H, it's
1: not <laughs> yeah. So let me. Okay, so not my prediction my is.
2: my back.
1: My prediction is, Punk is forced out, whether he calls it a resignation or they call it flat out firing him, whatever. Punk is forced out. He's gone from there, and the EVPs, after spending some time suspended, end up back. You know, and they'll be their trios champion again. Blah blah blah. Do you think that's what happens too, or do you think Punk survives this and continues with AEW after serving suspension?
2: From where we sit, knowing what we know, I think he's gone too. I agree with, with what you said. The, the biggest problem is, is I feel like AEW, everybody's like, it's like a WCW. I think it's like, WCW 1991 that we're going to review tonight. There's a lot of talent here floating around, but they're not putting together co- compelling enough angles and, 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 and matches and storylines that make you, that you can sink your teeth in. No, they got so, talent, man. They so the got problem, talent. the pro- problem, the problems that this company has are going to exist no matter who comes and goes, because apparently this is how Tony chooses to run his company.
1: Yeah. No, I I mean, you've
2: heard Corny say it. That guy needs a booker.
1: He needs a lot of stuff, man. I mean, I kind of, I don't feel sorry for him, but
2: it just, I don't, Generally, feel sorry for heirs to billionaire me fortunes. So, yeah, that's why okay. I say I don't
1: feel sorry for him, but he he's he just he's in over his head with dealing with these egos, man. Like this is you know I I got um someone sent this to me on Twitter. It was like, well, what would Bill Watts do? Well, first off, like let's be real here. This it wouldn't even got to this point with Bill Watts. Mm -hmm. First off, there's multiple layers. Let me, let me clarify. There's multiple layers of this. What would Bill Watts do? And for as critical as I can be a Bill Watts on other things, um, Bill Watts, if one in the day and age, he was a booker is not going to have a media scrum. Now that's rule number one. Now that's not to say that Bill Watts did not have issues behind closed doors. Now, because I don't care the wrestling promotion, whether it was Watts or, or Vince or whatever. There's like, if you think fights in locker rooms are new dude, this has been going on since the beginning of time, because you're dealing with, and you're dealing with egos. Like the whole professional wrestling business is a fake fight. So, It's egos about guys who think they should be more over than the other guy or doesn't want to do the job or doesn't want to look up at the lights or this guy thinks he's better than this one. So you're dealing with constant egos. There has been – do you know how many fights I saw in locker rooms on the Outlaw Mud Show independent level? There was one case. I don't—I want to say the guy's names. People out there, if you're from South Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, you'll know this story because it it kind of made the rounds. Someone I knew well um, power bombed another gentleman in the ring, and he, it was a stiff powerbomb. One of this guy's friends came up to this guy in the back and goes, bruh, let me ask you a question. I heard you've been running your mouth, that you, you did that stiff powerbomb to my friend on purpose. And he looked up at the guy saying this. He goes, and what if I did? And the guy's mm. like, you're a fucking asshole if you did. You know what the guy sitting in the chair – That powerbombed the guy and was kind of stiff with the powerbomb. You know what he did? He got up and jacked the dude in the jaw and it was over like that. Okay? Fight over. Like, just there's so many fights that happen in wrestling locker rooms that you're just not privy to because... Generally back in the day, well there was no social media for the guys to go run into and the wrestling media and Dave, they might have got a hold of it and they may have reported it, but it didn't get the legs that it would get now. So this whole thing about guys not getting along, that's not new. This is all this is old. This is old business. Like this is it's
2: what it is. Yeah, was. Okay, hey, It's now, old but, business, but how we're handling it is the only thing that's new.
1: Well, it's it's because it's because it's more public now. I'm now, but with Watts. So the reason I'm bringing this up is is I have no doubt in my mind. In Bill Watts's territory, there were fights like this that have been reported and alleged with this situation. Um. So when people say, "Well, well, what would Bill Watts do?" First, there wouldn't have been a media scrum for Bill Watts to to suspend anyone from, uh, based on these actions. What would Bill Watts have done if his guys would have fought in the locker room? Um, there probably would have been some fines handed out. Um, he probably would have let them settle it like men and get it over with. And once they were done, you know, get your get your head in gear. And we're gonna go do he some real business now. In front of- he would have texted them both. <laughs> um but 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 I mean, he would have dealt with it like any other old school wrestler. You know what? Y'all better get put this shit aside and get get it situated. I mean, fight it out if you got to, you know, like I remember Robert Fuller telling that story one time. I forget who was fighting in the back and he was like, hey, you going to break it up. He's like, hell no, I'm going to let them two bulls gas it out before I get in the middle of it. And that's exactly what would have happened, because in the real world, fights don't last 20 minutes. Trust me, it's five minutes tops and it's generally over because one guy is going to get blown up or knocked out. Or both of them are going to be so gassed out. They're just going to pass out. And they ain't got no more. Fights you see in movies ain't how it goes down. It's really quick, generally speaking. Okay. um So he, dudes would have fought it and been over with. And then you'd have never heard nothing else about it. So like when people say, oh, what would Bill Watts do? Man, this wouldn't even got to this point. Or if it would have got to this point, it wouldn't have been because of what was said in the freaking media scrum. Like that's just like, <laughs> this just doesn't happen. I mean, what are we doing here? But I, you know, that's just my two cents on the Bill Watts uh, question I got. I had to bring that up, Doc, because somebody, actually, a couple of people sent me that on Twitter.
2: I just don't trust anything to be handled correctly, and and for it to come out with any anything that's advantageous to the to the viewing audience. And that's the disappointing part is that there's entertainment to be had out of this, and none of it's going to happen.
1: But in closing, you do think that punk, it will be pushed out, whether it's fired, resigned or whatever. Yeah. OK. And the Bucks and Omega, what happens with them?
2: But I'm also a person that believes, look, like, look, I don't if I got, you know, I got elementary school children. And if they're down at the school being a bully or causing a problem, they're in big trouble at home. But I'm also an opinion that if somebody messes with you, the easiest way to stop it is to pop them. And I'll deal with the teachers.
1: You got to be careful with that when you're dealing with black children, though, because you can't tell the black kid to knock out the white kid. Cause that, well, it,
2: as it turns out, and I hope this doesn't come as a huge surprise to anyone. I don't have any black children. So well, I do.
1: So I'm just saying, you know, I can't just I, be like, you know, knock that asshole out, you know, it's, it's not yeah, going to go over but, the same as it goes. Over I mean, with
2: in kindergarten, somebody messed with Latrell's little sister, Latrella. And, uh, Latrella. And, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And, uh, you,
1: you just made her black.
2: Well, Latrell and Latrella. <laughs> so a little All boy right. was messing with her. She kicked him in the nuts.
1: That's nice. Classic.
2: And they called her to the like the counselor and they're like, Why did you kick him? And she wasn't messing with me. I mean, he was messing with me. She didn't get in yeah. any trouble. And guess what? She didn't get messed with again. And so some of this is we've pussified the entire world and again i'm not advocating walking around punching people and whatever but <laughs> sometimes it's best to just like you said you punch somebody and it's over
1: that's yeah. it yeah yeah one one other thing too i'm, I'm I, I saw some memes about you know like who are we kidding? Punk didn't knock nobody else. Did you see his fights in UFC? Like, okay, so be Come realistic on. for a second. Punk's fighting world class fighters in UFC. That really is not an indication of if he can fight at all. I mean, he's he's literally against people who are professional fighters. I I'm yeah. gonna like it's kind of hard to say he 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 can't fight. I mean, he got in there. And if we're, and, we're being
2: honest, Ace Steele is the one to worry about in that whole right. equation. It's
1: like I actually think Kenny can. Can go like I, I I I'm serious, bro. I I wouldn't fight Kenny Omega. I mean, I'm talking about the Bucks and having fun with them, and like I, I really believe I could just knock them out with one punch. All just right, one, just I'm one telling the and, champ,
2: champ, get this in the ring,
1: bro. Them let's dudes ain't the, tough, man. Let's just look at them.
2: Let's get the like, contracts drawn up. Um, Harper and I will both co-manage you, and we'll we'll this would be great,
1: bro. If Harper and I Literally, we're putting an octagon with those two. The fight would end inside of a minute. I'm telling you, like, can it I, wouldn't can even be, be a question.
2: Can I be outside sniffing ether?
1: Bro, Harper would grab one of them, whichever one, by the neck. And Harper is strong. Don't let the goofiness fool you with him sometime. <laughs> he would grab them by the neck, get them on the ground, and it would be over so quickly. It, he he would be mad at me for taking too long with the other one and, and start cutting a promo on me because I, I was wasting his time. I'm just saying. Now, Omega, I I, I think he can go, bro. And I, I ain't trying to fight him. I'm bringing a bat with me if that's the case, and I'm going to have to deal with him by other means. But allegedly, I mean, obviously, I'm just playing. But yeah, man. But uh, so in in recapping one more time, Doc, you think Punk is pushed out, whether that's fire, resignation? I'm not
2: going to change my answer. Yes, I think he's done with the company.
1: And the Bucks, what happens with them? Nothing. No, no, no. You can't say nothing. Do they come back after the suspension? Oh,
2: 100%. Yeah, yeah. This is their playground. And and this is where we all have artistic, creative freedom. (laughs) And everybody has a say, and everybody plays nice. And 50 50 booking and nobody nobody does anything interesting. Did you because we're all afraid that somebody's gonna get their little feelings hurt? Dude, the in that media scrum, and you can argue whether or not the content of what he said, you didn't like it, I don't care. But that's wrestling. Talk some trash about somebody. And then let's fight fake fight to settle it
1: i don't disagree with you he just didn't need to drag cole cabana's name through the mud bro
2: okay fine but the point is is that that scrum is completely misplaced because it's a wonderful avenue to talk some trash and get some shit generated
1: i agree with that i and the and reason so, i'm so, hopping up-
2: and, and <laughs> so what i'm saying is this is an instance this is a sickness in the in the company. But the whole structure, bones, approach, skeleton of this thing is completely not correct. And so the process is broken. So it's a conveyor belt broken. So it's never going to lead anywhere good. It's always yeah, just going to put disagree. things in the floor.
1: I don't disagree. It
2: looks like wrestling, but it's never going to be the wrestling you want it to be because the parts aren't in place to make that happen.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, and, and let me I, ask
2: you this. What wrestling promotion have you ever been around where having the boys have an outside say in what they're doing turn out well?
1: Um, just look at WCW and why it died. You can't have everybody can't have creative control, bro. You can't. You can't do that, man. If one whenever if everybody has creative control, then nobody does. And it's That's just right. a, it's just it's just a you, you got to for, for for Vince McMahon's all his flaws. And boy, is there a lot of them at this point in time. The the one thing that that was good is and bad a, at the same time is you know the buck stopped with him. It, it was he had the last word. So now he was a pathetic human being, as we've come to find out, with how he um, you know paid for the punani and things like that. But you What's know, wrong with that? Um, see this is this is why we get in trouble because <laughs> you say stupid stuff. But um, you know, just. You kind of you have to have somewhere where it stops with them. Hey, one other thing, you know, you heard me mention Colt Cabana at the start of this. Um, and then we'll move on and talk about Saturday night. And we got some five star reviews. So the thing about Colt Cabana, I know Cornet likes to bury him. I know a lot of people, quite a few people who know Colt Cabana well. They do nothing but sing Colt Cabana's praises as being a nice guy, a good dude, um, a quality human being. And these are people I really trust. One of them specifically feels this way, and he's one of the nicest humans I know. So, just saying, I want to repeat: I I do not need to drag Colt Cabana's name into
2: that. I want you know, to me, it's a, it's a. He and Colt aren't going to get in the ring. Maybe they should, but
1: that would be compelling.
2: Yeah, let's talk some trash. Let's blur the lines. Let's get some personal issues involved. And let's have some, if we're not going to try to draw money, let's at least have some entertaining television. I mean, uh, yeah, I, hear, I, I hear hate to you say mean. it, but it ain't that hard. I mean, I Tony's sitting there uncomfortable and scared when he ought to be sitting there rubbing his hands together going, thanks, boys. We just booked the next nine months to a year.
1: Did you see how, have you seen, did you watch it and see how uncomfortable I did, he looked? I
2: watched some of it and he, he looked like he wanted to dig a hole up there. Well, don't provide the avenue for shit like this to happen and then get scurred when it does. Right, this he this whole thing, like, I don't like the Bucks and Omega, but this whole thing is Tony Khan's fault. I mean, it, it 100% is his fault for creating this kind of environment where things are this out of control.
1: Yeah, I don't and, disagree with you at all. You're 100% and right on that.
2: If you're going to let it be out of control, work it to your advantage. And no, he can't you're even do that.
1: Right. You're absolutely well,
2: right. Well, um we still have a uh, old product to talk about. We agree on I think the steps of of what's going to happen here. Um you
1: wanna do the five star review? We got we got I, two I of
2: do. Them. We have a we have a strange five star review from somebody I'm not aware of. Um it's Mud Show Shenanigans. Oh, 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 I forgot
1: I forgot I wanted to say one thing. I, uh, oh. one last thing about the punk thing. I'm sorry. Brandy Rhodes tweeted out a day ago as of us recording this. I've been way too effing nice on Twitter. <laughs> and and boy, would I love to hear what she's got to say about all of this. But proceed um with the five star reviews. I'm sorry.
2: Okay. Well, this comes to us from somebody named Duck One One Two Four Seven Four.
1: That's Doug Bozard. Oh, he left another great review. It well, sure mud show, shenan- sh- show shenanigans at their finest.
2: Did I see somewhere on social media that that fool drives an hour to work?
1: He's got a long commute, and Bruh, boy, I'm, he's, I need he's to, getting to, I, yeah. He's got a long commute.
2: I need to throw a lasso over that workplace and drag it just a little bit closer to my house. I ain't driving a car an hour each way to get to work.
1: But we we help him make it through, man. We help him make it through it, dude.
2: That's truly the the service we provide and why we are such great humans and why we deserve Mm -hmm. this five-star view. Remember Mysterio at work that used to drive like 80 miles each way?
1: I will never forget because then one day you told me, you said, bro, I got in my car and was driving to Oklahoma and from my house to the border was 80 miles (laughs) or or something like that. Maybe that's not completely accurate. And you were like, when I realized at that moment, that's how far that that person drove to work each day. Von Eric thing.
2: Von Eric thing where I need to get Google maps up and find my closest Burger King. Can I borrow your cooler for the next eternity?
1: Proceed.
2: Please, this is the five-star review. Let's stop at that Burger King. That's the place where that guy died in the in the walk-in.
1: Okay. I think we set All a right. record, Doc. We're an hour in and haven't gotten to WCW
2: yet. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not making you get up and run around, so you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. It says it. Let's hope this doesn't get lost in the Apple Podcast Twilight Zone this time, like the last two I wrote. Whatever you did this time, Duck, it worked. Simply put. Menace, Doc, and the Superstar make my 90-minute commute. Not even an hour. That's an hour and a half. Mm. God damn. That's a Von Eric thing, dude. I mean, not that you should do it, But No, 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 no,
1: no, don't. He shouldn't do that, no.
2: He shouldn't, but I would. Um, Superstar make my 90-minute commute more bearable every Friday morning. So as we're recording this morning, we helped him out again because it's Friday morning in the real world. We gave him like a his ears like a hand job.
1: Okay, proceed.
2: <laughs> um, be it talk about Boudreaux busting at some guts, deaf girls getting railed, the old circle, circle, dot, dot, or how much hair Dirty Dutch has on his hind end. I never fail to howl with laughter at the irreverent shenanigans of this show, the best independent podcast on the planet and the only one I give my hard-earned cans of spam to. Keep up the great work. P.S. Thunderbolt Patterson is great, and you all know it. Well, he got a little off the rails there at the end.
1: The Hopper's line about Dutch's hairy ass has gotten the BTT Army, hashtag BTT Army, into a tizzy. Everybody was posting about it in the Facebook group, Twitter. It got lots of legs let's just say that
2: and those uh, legs were covered with fur fur, boy
1: he's just out the blue he's like, y'all think Dutch's ass is hairy
2: Jesus, come number.
1: on grow up, okay, thank you Doug Bozar, we appreciate it man, you've been with us for a while man, so we, we, we're grateful 90 I, minute I,
2: commute, man I, I
1: bruh, I don't even like to is there anything you like doing for 90 minutes outside of watching football? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Well, you're a no. Fan, well, so maybe
2: yeah, not. yeah. Watching basketball.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> football and basketball. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't even, you don't even want to bang for ninety minutes, huh? I mean, what, what do you need? An hour at the most.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Three four minutes.
1: <laughs> that's all
2: you get. I, I subscribe got. to the Bernie the Bernie Mac principle.
1: That's a one round heavyweight title fight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we got another five-star review on Podcast Attic, and then we're going to get going into this week's edition of Saturday Night. Um, this one came from Kelvo936 on Podcast Attic. It says, five stars for the best unprofessional pro wrestling podcast, and if you ask me, the most consistent podcast. These guys don't miss and haven't in about five years or so. Mike is the straw that stirs this drink. Doc has no filter, and I love it, and Hardbody Hopper is the MVP. Every episode he is on, great show. Um, I love the review, Kelvo. Thank you very much. But one small correction: seven straight years, seven. actually about seven and a half now of um, yeah. never missing. Uh, Rona pandemics, nothing stops this freaking train.
2: Family illnesses, deaths, vacations. Yeah, we, we we've been through it all, right? We, I mean, the people have watched us live.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: It's almost like I know you people. <laughs>
1: Um, Doc, anything else before we jump into Saturday night? Thanks again, Kelvo. We appreciate it.
2: Well, so, no, but this is going to be related to the show. Guess whose gimmick ate some more notes this week?
1: All right, so I'm getting the video version going because you just made a, a statement that needs to be said. We are an hour and five minutes into this. And we're gonna talk Saturday night. Um, the intro of this was all about punk and AEW and the Rona and stuff like that. But so go ahead, Doc. Before we get into WCW from April sixth of ninety one, so who's gimmick eight more notes?
2: Well, my my gimmick eight more notes, and this time it happened right in front of me too. It wasn't like I turned it off and came back and went, it was like I went to go add a second page and keep you know working, and it just disappeared. And I was like, wait, what? 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 Is, Have you uh, shared
1: this with LaFonda yet, that it's in no, your notes?
2: No, I can't. Oh, come on, what the f- So here's the real problem with that.
0: Oh,
2: God. At some point during the week, you know, we're not sure of your health. And, you know, I made the comment, like, if you, do you need me to kind of play, play-by-play play this week and, and carry more of the, like, well, in this match, this happened, and then in this match, this happened. And okay, even if I you had your notes, you said that. even if you had your notes, like you could send them to me and I could kind of walk through it. But I'm taking notes like, hey, I may have to like have a different role in the show, and then they disappear. And I was like, I, I closed the computer, put down the gimmick, walked away. I gotta get some separation from this. And so I don't have the first fifty seven minutes noted. Um, but okay, since you're we'll better, it, I then. think it'll all work out. But this thing, this thing has an appetite for notes, bro.
1: So so that we can buy doc an actual another notepad. No, 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 that no. no. That, that's to... not helpful. Shut <laughs> up. No, no, no. Yeah, we're gonna that's I need not... you all to become patrons at tinyurl.com slash patreon BTT. and I'm gonna get him a big old, the biggest notebook known to man, and he's gonna fake it. We're gonna get him a real notebook. He's gonna fake like he's using the electronic one so Mrs. Doc doesn't get upset. But we're gonna get him a pad. Just become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreon BTT, so I can get him a, a nice actual notebook. A
2: no, 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 no. now you just hush. Shoosh. Shoosh, please.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. Have you so seen then, that, have
2: you seen that gimmick in WWE? What?
1: What gimmick?
2: The Alpha Academy.
1: Hmm i don't think so
2: it's gable and otis
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. i've I've seen it i haven't and he tells him to
2: shoosh that's a big one in the house like everybody does shoosh please now around my house
1: oh i can see latrell doing that
2: it's actually his sister that likes it the best
1: oh oh, latrella latrella (laughs) (laughs) we got a latrell latrella la fonda and lawanda yeah. Wanda it's your, it's your normal
2: cracker ass suburban family. What's wrong with that? Oh my God.
1: All right. Well, let's mm. get into April 6th of 1991
2: primary colors. Mm. <laughs> April 6th,
1: 1991. Like I said, if you're just watching the video version of this doc and I just did an hour on punk, everything. AEW, uh, the world uh, Rona, all kind of things here. Um, but just like last week, this episode was taped March 25th of 91 at the Georgia Mountain Center. This was the second half of the tape, and during the intro, we see the conflict between Luger and, and Nikita Koloff from last week, and then we go to the formal intro where Paul e. says he'll talk to Ron Simmons, and Missy Missy says, well, I'll be interviewing Ric Flair. And then Paul e. and Missy continue to one-up each other on the commentary, and Missy's Having fun and Paulie's having fun, and JR is babysitting these two, and it's uh, pretty damn glorious. I feel bad for JR. We then immediately go to the first match, which is Ric Flair versus Joey Maggs. Um, There's more talk on the match uh, from JR about making sure you order the pay per view from Japan from a few weeks ago. Uh, Flair starts off the match by bumping for Maggs because that's what Flair would do every time. Uh, real quick on that particular pay per view from from this uh, the Japan pay per view, uh, Ben Martin sent me an email. I think it is on Daily Motion. You can it's not on YouTube and it's not on the network, but someone uploaded it to I believe Daily Motion. Where if you did want to see that uh, Super Show, you can watch it there. Mm. We're gonna see some clips of it in the coming weeks and whatnot. But for now, if you wanted to look it up, just uh, look up Japan. I think it's Japan Super Show WCW ninety one. And you will uh, find it there. On to the match. Flair is going to win this thing with the figure four. And I find that funny because years ago, I remember talking to Doc. and He was like, hey, he never won a match with the figure four. Unless it was a jobber on Saturday night uh, or an enhancement talent, sir. So there we go. Um, Flair wins with the figure four. And I got nothing else. And Doc, I'm assuming you got nothing because your notes were eaten, right?
2: Well, this went too long. He was too generous. That's Rick. Um this is going to start an episode where, Hey, we're going to see everybody that somebody tonight, this show is star studded.
1: This, this is a good bit of folks in it. That's for damn sure.
2: They made sure to run everybody out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No disagreement. Okay. So we go to commercial. We come back before we go to Missy interviewing Flair. I just want to give you a quick reminder you know, when you see this show posted on Twitter or Facebook, hit the retweet or share button for us. Um, it doesn't cost you anything. It helps the show grow. Lots of people have found this show by retweets and and shares on Facebook and Twitter and whatever, whatever other platforms we're on. Um, last but not least, I've said this and I forgot to say it last week. If you've always wanted to try out becoming a patron, but money is tight, you're just not sure if you'd like it. Send me an email to bookintheterritory at gmail.com and I'll send you some information how you can get a free month on Patreon. That's bookintheterritory at gmail.com, where you can get a free month on Patreon. Just got to email me. Don't DM me on Twitter. Don't DM me on Facebook. I probably won't see it. Uh, email is the best way, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and I can see about hooking you up, or not see, but I will send you the information on how you can take advantage of a free month on our Patreon. Now, on that note, Missy is interviewing Ric Flair after his match. Let's go to that now.
0: Welcome back to World Championship Wrestling, and I'm here with the World Heavyweight Champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. You know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding your belt because I know you just got back from Japan where you wrestled the big Japanese star, Fujinami, in front of 65,000 people.
3: 65,000 screaming people and as you know, Missy, my whole career has been built on controversy. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. But if you watch the pay-per-view that's going to be played the whole month of April, and I'll show you why Ric Flair once again proved to the entire wrestling world that he was number one. You like that? Yeah. I'm getting you sweaty, baby. That's okay. It's that kind of night. <laughs> you know, Missy, we stand here before the world, everybody out there saying, why can't we be like that? Why can't I be beautiful like Missy? Why can't I be a big stud like a nature boy? It's like this. She's Missy Hyatt, and I'm a nature boy. And if you go to sleep tonight, Ask yourself
0: one question. What caused it all? Man?
4: Woo! Um,
0: I think we need to go to the ring for a uh, match or something.
2: Man, he flustered Missy there, man. Um, Jason Hervey <laughs> don't play like that, or I guess. <laughs>
1: Jason Hervey. I can't wait to get to that stuff.
2: Um, Jesus Actually, I can't. Yeah.
1: Man, Jason Hervey was laying it down, man, huh?
2: Women will do anything for a little bit of power and money. Wow.
1: All right. Well, come on, grow up. Any other thoughts on um on that stuff right there?
2: That was good, man. Missy's Missy's got her act down and uh I you know, Rick's fighting through the backstage stuff to deliver.
1: That might not have been a Techwood Drive studio promo, but you know, him saying what's causing all this after a little flirtation with Missy, it had a little bit of nineteen eighty six flair written written on it when he's cutting that promo there. That was my thought. I'm like, huh. It had a little little bit of little bit of that to it, but you know, good stuff. So we continue and we go to Barry Windham versus Joe Barrett, and um they gave this a lot of time, but Barry dominated it all. Eventually, he's going to hit the superplex off the second for the win. Doc, any thoughts here?
2: He's just—I mean, it goes without saying how smooth he is, and just—and two matches in a row, you've had Flair and Wyndham. We need to track the litany of stars that roll through this thing. This was not an ordinary Saturday night.
1: No, I mean, like you said, we have Flair. Now we we have Wyndham, you know, picking up a big win. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> I got a note here with Wyndham. Uh, and I said, as I said, he hit the superplex. So there's a Braves commercial here, Doc. And I want mm. to play it for a second because so at the 2403 mark of the actual episode we're watching, not our 2403 mark. Braves commercial hits and it's the 91 Braves and you know, we've kind of given the Braves a hard time over the years because they sucked for so long, right? Well, in 1991, they end up finishing 94 and 68. I believe they won the NL West. I believe this is the year that they went up against the pirates in a hell of a series where they won, I think four to three, my baseball, um, experts out there like that's so about we'll, the time we'll Barry Bonds started
2: it. saying I need to grow
1: if you see him during this time he's not big but probably so yeah Um so they won the NLCS and then I think this is also the year they lost to the twins in the World Series 4-3 to
2: is that where so, Jack Morris pitched like 10 innings and see I used to watch some baseball
1: me too I watched all those series man like I didn't miss this stuff <laughs> like this was there was a right there was a time you see and here's the thing that NLCS I, I'm 100% sure that came on CBS. I know it was on regular TV. Like it, there was no you know you got to watch it on cable back then. The NLCS and World Series was on well, World Series now is still on regular TV, but the championship series were were all on regular TV. So I'm 100% certain I watched all 7 of those games. Um that was the Braves. I think they had Sid Bream then and Man, like, dude, I used to watch some baseball, man. I, I was pulling for the Braves back then. Anyway, um, but you know, I mention it because we've given the Braves such a hard time. But ninety four and sixty eight that year, and um, within one the world title. Yeah, the world. What changing. happens
2: when you have Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz?
1: Boy, Boy you imagine that they threw out a gauntlet at you. <laughs>
2: what are you going to do with that,
1: Bruh, They. <laughs> They threw out a gauntlet at you.
2: Okay, if we could just get past Smoltz, we'll get to their fourth starter. Oh wait, Maddox threw forty-eight pitch complete game, so he's ready for Game Four. Fuck.
1: <laughs> oh man, well, we used to sit around.
2: We used to sit around in college and watch Braves games, and if Maddox was pitching, man, Braves score in the first inning, well, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next matchup is Brian Pillman versus Mike Thor. To Doc's point, once again, another heavy hitter with Pillman. Uh, Jim Ross mentions that we're going to hear from this trash human being known as Grizzly Smith, who's going to be updating us on the NWA U.S. tag title situation. You know, once again, let's go piss on Grizzly's grave. Uh, Dig him up and take a dump on him while you're at it and Mm. set it on fire for what he did to, uh, Mm. you know, underage girls. Um, Pillman is going to hit a drop kick and then the lariat off the top rope, and Pillman gets the three count. Uh, Doc, any thoughts from uh, Pillman here showing what he can do?
2: It's just inconsistent because they're pushing him as such a star. So, again, now we're at Flair, Wyndham, and Pillman. The stars are out tonight.
1: Yeah. I it's three in a row. We're 30 minutes in and we've seen nothing but stars. I mean, real seriously. Man, we're, we're going strong here.
2: No all Trucker right. Norman, no Juicer. Thank God.
1: Okay, so after that, we need to go to an interview. It is Jim Ross and Paul Lee. They're going to okay, talk so about the Steiners. Hold on.
2: I like yeah. Paul with the five o'clock shadow because he looks even seedier with it.
1: Yeah, he looks dirtier. <laughs> um. So Jim Ross, Paul Lee, they're going to discuss the Steiners holding all the tag belts, and then they throw it to. Again, the steaming hot of hot garbage. uh, Grizzly Smith, here it is.
3: And welcome back, everyone, to World Championship Wrestling. Jim Ross and Paul E. Danielsley here at ringside. You know, the tag team situation concerning the United States tag belts, a very controversial thing right now because the Steiners technically still hold the championship. They also hold the World Tag Team Championship and the Japanese version of the World Tag Team Championship as well. And, Paul, we're going to hear a comment from Grizzly Smith in a few moments about this situation. It's, uh, it's very confusing.
0: Well, I'm really confused about this because I've been trying to figure out how we're going to decide the United States Tag Team Championship. Well, fans, let's hear this comment from WCW official Grizzly Smith.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, speaking on behalf of the WCW board of directors, the U.S. tag team titles have at this time been vacated. Since the Steiners are now the world tag team champions, however, on May 19th at Super Brawl, the top two contenders to the U.S. tag titles will wrestle, and the winner will be the new champions. The announcement of the teams will be made next week. Ladies
4: and
2: gentlemen,
1: Alright so there you go Um, The scum of the earth Says US titles are vacated
2: Even if he's not He looks like he They pulled him out of a bar to do that And he's got that southern drawl If we can't have the southern boys Maybe we should have somebody that's not 112 years old From the deep south From the confederate army Speaking On top of the fact that he's you know A problem (sighs) This dude.
1: Uh, um, continuing uh, Smith says at Super Brawl, the top two contenders for the titles which will be named next week will wrestle for the title so we'll see that at Super Brawl I guess we're going to crown a champion stay tuned for more
2: it better be the Young Pistols versus the Freebirds
1: yeah so that's the next match we got the Young Pistols versus Terry Bronson and Tom Burke uh, Tracy Smothers is going to hit a super kick um, I'm gonna go to this finish in a second. It's it's very wonky. Um there's some some botchamania stuff going on here. So Smothers, he hits a super kick and it seems the three count happens right here. One, two, three. And but the match keeps going. Tracy and Steve keep going. They hit their finisher and another three count happens. Jim Ross, the reason I'm pointing this out is Jim Ross calls the match over after the first three count. And then he counts it again. Then the ref counts it again. And as we go to commercial, Jr. did seem confused by, wait, I thought we already had a finish, but I guess we're going to keep going. Um, Whatever. It just was, you could tell like Pee Wee Anderson's hand hit the ground too quickly on the first one. And this was the actual finish because Tracy and Steve just kept going. So here's the actual finish when they hit their jaw jack or whatever Tennessee okay so would you have
2: preferred called. in that situation that Pee Wee goes matches over and smothers and Armstrong just throw the second guy out of the ring too and we're done
1: yes yeah. okay' I mean it's like wait what happened here?
2: yeah it got a little weird there I got I mean yeah that reminded me of like when you're sitting in a, a meeting room or something and the young the new hires or the younger people straight out of college start their PowerPoint presentation. And it's clear that we don't need to talk about that today or that, Hey, you know, two slides into 20, you're good. We got this. No problem. We're done. And they keep going through all their slides and you're like, bruh, shut up. <laughs> when it's over, yeah. it's over,
1: it's over. It's over. It's uh, over. Jim Ross, as they went to commercial says, JYD is up next. He is the biggest dart in the yard. Dog in the yard. Hide your Alpo. That's what JR said. Mm. Don't come to me. That's what JR said. And as soon as we come back from commercial, we go to JYD versus Rick Stockhauser. And JYD is announced at 310 pounds, which there's no way he's not. Uh, He's definitely more than that. We get a lazy-looking thump from JYD. I don't – I mean, look at this, Doc. He picks the guy up, and I think he's so blown up, he just can't really go with it like he wants Mm. to. Um it's a sad state
2: of affairs it is a sad state of affairs when jyd is the first like really on the card tonight because you know
1: yeah yeah we're an hour in and we've seen (laughs) so many folks uh but before we uh, talk about that teddy long comes in after the match and confronts jyd then sullivan comes in and gets jyd and then finally one man gang comes in and he's getting in on jyd with a few 747s it takes ron simmons hitting the ring to save the dog uh do you have any thoughts on uh ron simmons coming out and saving the dog
2: no i got no problem with it the only problem i have with any of this is is jyd's lack of conditioning
1: boy you said that nicely
2: in soccer we call that he has a he has a lack of fitness yeah, you can say that again. Uh-oh. Here comes Ron.
1: Look, look at him clear the ring, man. They don't want powder. no part of Ron Simmons. <laughs> no part of Ron Simmons. And that's how they uh, go to commercial. All right, anything else from that one, Doc? I'm guessing I'm getting to the point now where you notes uh, are... Oh, we're getting
2: ready to get some notes. Yeah.
1: So, um, there's a... Wrestling wrap up with Gordon Show solely. They are gonna re- repeat. They're talking about the Japan Super Show and they show. I'm gonna go find snippets that today of, and watch it. They show a few snippets of footage again from the Japan Super Show um, with Sting and whatnot. Uh, you got any thoughts on on the stuff they show here?
2: It's not enough. I want more, so I'm gonna go watch that show today.
1: I think you should report back to me. Let me know how it goes. Okay. Uh, From there, we go then to the State Patrol versus Dustin Rhodes and Ricky Morton, who are tag teaming now. This is a very competitive match. The State Patrol got a lot of offense in, a lot. I mean, they, I don't know, they kind of gave these guys a whole lot of time, uh, in my opinion, about eight to nine minutes. It felt like a lot. Um, Competitive, back and forth. What would you have from this one? Is this when your notes came back?
2: yeah. Yeah, and at some point um JR said something about the match being over and Paul Lee said, This is the state patrol. This match isn't over until the cop finishes his donut.
1: <laughs> Dude, he's a he he's a clown on commentary,
2: man. <laughs> yeah. I you know, I feel like <clears throat> there's not a there is no plan for Morton whatsoever. Yeah, they don't
1: No plan whatsoever. And that's why they're gonna go the direction they're gonna go with him soon.
2: So uh, well, yeah. And Eaton should have Eaton and him should have been put together as the express express.
1: Yeah, I never thought of it until you said it. But it, well, they would have been And the reason I, I say like they that is. would have is, been excellent tag team partners.
2: And the reason I say that is I don't want Dustin's a big raw bone big boy. I don't want him in a tag team.
1: No, I just need him in singles.
2: Right. So I mean,
1: and he's and he's over too. Don't don't get it twisted, man. I mean, like people think, you know, oh, it's Dusty's son. You know, he's getting the unfair push. No, he's over. Like they, the people there's love him.
2: A lot of talent in this promotion, and that's what tonight really is is designed to show. Yes, agreed. This was a good match. It was competitive. It took a while, but it was good. They were good as a team. Um, more stars doing star things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Interesting concept.
1: Yeah, Dustin hits the bulldog, and they get the win, man. It was really good stuff. No, I mean, I got no complaints about how this all went down. So after... After that, um, there is a. I just skipped past it, Doc. Did you have any notes from Jim Ross's interview with Alexander York and Mr. Hughes? None. Yeah, York talks about scouting Larry Zabisco. It's pretty quick. Um, she says this match that's coming up next will determine if he becomes a member of the York Foundation. And that match she is speaking of is uh, heading to the ring now, where it's Terrence Taylor and Larry Zabisco versus Bobby Eaton and the Z Man. And um, I never get it never gets uh, old hearing the Midnight Express music when Eaton comes to the ring, and when Z-Man came in, and he was getting on Terry Taylor, the crowd was loud. I gotta call it like I see it, man. They're they're behind the the Z-Man. Uh, they you know, again you got talent in here. You got Bobby Eaton, Terry Taylor. Uh, I think I think Zabisco's over. Everybody but Z-Man in here is a. Pretty good guy on the card, pretty high on the card. Uh, um, at least deserving of it. Doc, any thoughts on this match? They gave him a good bit of time.
2: Dick Eaton misses Stan Lane right here. Yes. Yeah, me too. Um
1: He'd never say that. I mean, if he was alive, he, you know, he's Bobby, you know, you know the whole thing. Bobby never, you know, never had a bad word to say about anybody. So he wouldn't say it, but yeah, he's thinking it. Man, I wish okay. they here. I miss Stan and Jimmy. I wish they well, we've here. got some
2: we've got some things on the line here. And, and so this match has some importance. And by the way, now we're getting to, you know, not only are we having stars out here, but now stars are, are facing star, other stars. Um, So this is this is not a normal Saturday night match. Um, It means something. So Zabisco's being scouted. There's a U.S. title out there for, pe- you know, teams such as these. And everybody's thinking Bobby's going to, they keep saying Bobby's going to win a singles title this year. So why you got him in a tag team, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I have no doubt that Dusty, that was a direction. He was like, I'm definitely going to put a title on Bobby Eaton. But, you know, I guess the, the thing here was they wanted to see how Zabisco would do as a member of the York Foundation. So that's why they wanted to see what kind of chemistry he we had with Terry Taylor, um, Terrence Taylor, I'm sorry. Um, to so that, Alexander York can make a decision, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Bobby's gonna get his though. Don't worry. Um, so what else you have from this one, Doc?
2: Man, I got to say, we talked about this on the last show, but I, I mean, the Rooster's been rehabbed here.
1: I I don't think he gets the credit he deserves from being rehabbed. Yeah, he fits perfect because he's got that prick look to be a member of the york foundation it's perfect for him yeah it's perfect it's it's more of a i hate to say it but if they would have did the gimmick like that with him in the wwf
2: it would have got over
1: it would have got over so good and it's over here it's just that you know the promotion is not doing all that great
2: and this was a long match but it should be
1: I agree. I mean, you got four talents, ter- top talents. You, you see, I give this isn't g- this,
2: this isn't going to be over in three minutes.
1: Oh yeah, they they give him time, which was good. So the finish: Terry Taylor, uh, Terrence Taylor kicks out of a sunset flip. Z Man hits a crossbody, but Taylor kicks out of it. Uh, there's a super kick that looked great by Z Man, actually, um, which we don't always see. Uh, Larry Zabisco made the save. Then we get all four guys in the ring, and Bobby Eaton has just had enough of Terrence Taylor and and Larry Zabisco. And he hits Taylor with York's computer and then Zabisco. And Hughes and Eaton stare down at each other and square off at the end. Eaton and Z-Man are going to lose by DQ. Um, and I think Mr. Hughes is going to powder out here. He's going to be like, ah, you know what, two on one, I'm going to get out of this ring. And that's how they go to commercial. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc?
2: I thought this was good. First of all, if you hit somebody with a 1991 computer, it's murder
1: Uh, it's a loaded weapon bro
2: cause they're they're gonna be the equivalent of shooting somebody they're gonna be as big and clunky as that phone that Paul Lee has I really like the Mr. Hughes thing man he stepped in and was like this stops now
1: bro I can't wait till I haven't seen it in years but there's a Paul Lee hits Jason Hervey in the back of the head I think it's on a clash maybe it's the pay-per-view next one I don't remember I haven't seen it in a long time. And he freaking potatoes Hervey in the back of the head with that phone. And you know that phone ain't like the phone they make it nowadays.
2: No, it was like, heavy.
1: Yeah. He blasted him in the back of the head with it. Um, but, yeah, I agree. You hit somebody with a computer back then, bro. They're going to feel it. Well, will go to the next match. It is the Steiner brothers versus Joe Kazana and Mark Kyle. Um, I think they say Mark Kyle is from Los Angeles, California.
4: <laughs> mm.
1: If you ever hear him talk, which we did in Smoky Mountain once, far from Los Angeles. <laughs> um, I do have a timestamp p- for
2: this one: one twenty-eight forty.
1: One twenty-eight forty. I'm gonna go to it in
2: two just, It's just strength.
1: So it's a pitcher, pitcher promo from the Steiners, talking about how they hold the IWGP Tag Titles. U.S. titles and world titles, but as we know, the U.S. titles are being stripped from them. You say one twenty-eight forty. Yeah. Right, let's see if I can get to it. All right, here we go. One twenty-eight thirty-seven. Let's just be strong. Rick Steiner's got Kazana, shoots him into the corner. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kazana didn't need to help him there. Let's just say that he just picked him up out of crotch and dumped him over. It was like a reverse power slam of sorts. And then Scott Steiner with a Mm. power slam. Good stuff. Um, The Steiners are going to hit the bulldog off the top rope and the Steiners get the win. No surprise. Um, Any thoughts, Doc?
2: I, I like the fact that it's not always a Frankensteiner to win. It Me keeps too. That, I, it keeps that move fresh,
1: and I think the the bulldog off the top rope is something nice as well. It it, yeah. it looks a lot more devastating than what what it actually is. I mean, um, it looks
2: they're good. stealing the Road Warriors finish, but whatever.
1: No, they're not. I hate when you say that. <laughs> so we go to commercial and come back, and we go to Nikita Koloff versus Dave Diamond and Jim Boss. Gary Michael Capetta cannot finish the intro when Nikita comes in, and he just starts attacking his opponents. Um, there is a pitcher and pitcher from Luger says he's coming from Nikita because the best defense is a good offense. There are lots of loud Luger chants from the crowd, so don't be fooled here, man. The Georgia Mountain Center, the people here, they're into this. We got another star with Nikita. We didn't say it in the last match, but we had stars with the Steiner. So it's star after star on this week's episode, and it kind of does highlight the Doc's point to talent we have here. Um, Doc, what do you have from this match? Is Nikita going to win it pretty quickly with the Russian sickle?
2: I like the fact that we're bringing out multiple people. He's not going to let this fool get his jacket off. He's all over him. He means business. This is. Dude, he threw a nice lariat there on the guy running in. I'm going to pin everybody. And, Luger, you know, Luger's got the support. Nikita's the new monster. What's not to like?
1: Yeah, I, I get. You know they're not doing everything wrong like you would think. Some people true, would think it's true, man.
2: Wait for the ratings for today's show, bro.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there are the talent is there. There, I mean, you got this Nikita and Luger thing, and I know. I mean, some people might be like, "Well, you know, the Cold War and." Whatever, and uh, they're just rehashing stuff with this U.S. title, but, you know, I mean, it could be a lot worse. It could be worse. I mean, at least we don't have Trucker Norman, Norman the Lunatic here.
2: That's right.
1: Well, let's go now to Nikita, who starts his promo screaming that he's the rightful owner of the U.S. title, and more from there. Here it is.
3: I am here with the Russian nightmare Nikita Kolov, a man that is obsessed about being the next United States. champion. I am the U.S. champion as far as I'm concerned. I am the U.S. champion. You understand me? I understand what you're claiming, but uh, Lex Luger still has possession of the belt. Oh, here we go. Here he comes. As he won it, here it is.
0: And they're going at it. And neither one is backing up on the other. off and Luger going at it. Toe-to-toe in the middle of the ring, man. This is one war that needs to be settled. Let-
1: so Nikita starts his promo screaming, as I said, and he's the rightful owner of the U.S. title. And Luger comes out and they start brawling. During this pull apart, Nikita is gonna get a hold of the U.S. title and the U S belt and he hits Luger with it. And then he does something that I really thought was great. He gets the title and he starts destroying it by slamming it against the ring post. Now it's a 1986, but I really did like what they did here with the pull apart. The Russian destroys the U S title. Like there it is. He's got the belt now and he's about to hit Luger with it. I think this is just kind of what you got to do, man. You got to, do some craziness sometime, man. You can't just, this is good. Like it goes back to that old discussion we had doc where, you know, guys, you don't want them cutting 20 minute long promos. Let's just, you know, make our point and talk some stuff and then hit some guys with it and brutal, you know, beat some people up. And uh, that's what they did here. Cause this whole thing, it lasted like two and a half minutes from the time Nikita starts talking till the time the fights break out till the time Nikita destroys the U S title. So they ain't wasting much time and he fucking batters that bitch against the damn ring post. Doc, what are your thoughts on this?
2: So somebody started talking trash, somebody else didn't like it. They started fighting. I got to believe that you you know it is bad enough that people came out to separate us. The locker room emptied, so that that tells us that we have a personal issue. And then, oh, by the way, he took my strap and he tried to, he broke it. You breaking my, I mean, that's my belt. You can't break that. Well, he did. (laughs) He wrapped it around that pole. And so we've got a personal issue. We've got grievances and we got shit talking. Now, you can like or not like. Luger and and Nikita But unlike AEW The process is the process We talk some shit We have some personal issues We escalate it We have some grievances And then we fight That's the process That's not what's being That you know No flips No dives No trampoline No bullshit See how the process is different Poor Larry Santo
1: what Doc's talking about here is, um, and I agree, that was that was good stuff with Nikita and Lex. I mean, that's how you build something up, man. You don't. And, and,
2: so those two guys, so those two guys may not draw money. I'm personally like it. I'm okay with it. I'm ready to see it. But if those two don't, then you take two other guys or four other guys and you run it through that same process until something clicks with the fans.
3: It ain't that fucking hard, guys. Mm. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. Uh,
2: it's,
1: it's Devil so eloquently said... I mean... It ain't that hard, bro. He didn't have to go
2: to the desert and, and climb the tree of woe to find that out.
1: The lady of the third eye.
2: Lady of the third eye.
1: Can you... You know how Budro was talking about the Rubicon and that oh, Commander. Can you imagine? I would love, for, would have loved to have heard Sullivan and Budro do a podcast together.
3: North versus talking about, South.
1: Talking about history. The Rubicon.
2: Well, you know, pulling out the... you know, devil. You know, devil. This thing would be a whole lot different if we'd have won that war back in the 1860s, you know. (laughs) It would have been
1: tremendous. Oh, man, to hear those two on a podcast together. Because, I mean, I think it's, it's underrated. I mean, I never thought in 2015 I would hear Buddy Landell on a podcast talking about making an analogy with the Rubicon talking to Colt Cabana and Colt Cabana was freaking lost. I love that was the other part. I don't think Colt had a clue. He's like, where the hell is he going with this? It's like the Rubicon, you know, and Colt's like, "Uh, yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) Ah, I'm going to listen to that today, man, when I get some time.
2: All right. Anyway, you're going to, you're going to listen to booty to Boudreaux, and I'm going to watch some, some WCW in Japan.
1: All right. Let's keep this show moving. The one-man gang, uh, you heard Doc say poor Larry Santo. The one-man gang is out there after commercial taking on uh, Larry Santo with Kevin Sullivan and Teddy Long in his corner. Uh, You know, Sullivan continues to hold back gang like he's Norman the Lunatic. One-man gang is going to win with a 747. No surprise there. Doc, any thoughts from um, gang getting a win here?
2: He still looks impressive and with that full head of hair and the things under his eyes and hanging out with uh, Sullivan, you know, and having to like hold him by the head and stuff. It's a nice visual.
1: I oftentimes wonder how gang is doing. I don't really see him on Facebook much um, anymore. I actually never see him posting on there like he used to. Um, I know he lost all his stuff in the flooding in Baton Rouge years ago and and hadn't really seen much of him since then. I wonder if Gang's doing okay. Um I don't even see advertisements for him making like um these these uh events. So I just wonder how I wonder how old Gang's doing these days. Because, uh, I mean he's getting up there, man, in age, man. He's he ain't a young, you know, he ain't no spring chicken no more. But you're right, it is good to see the gang back. Speaking of um gangs. One, Ron Simmons is a is literally a, a one man gang, just not his name. No,
2: the one man gang is the one man gang.
1: No, I mean Ron can take care of business.
2: So you're saying you know, he's a you're saying he's a one man gang and not the one man gang.
1: Thank you for the clarification, Greg. Okay, I appreciate that. That's hey, exactly I, you know, I
2: feel I feel like you know I feel like we're, we're deep into our second hour and you're still holding in there, well, kicking out of the fog, the brain fog. Your your voice is coming around. I feel like this is this is, you know, we know the restorative power and the ability of this show to raise the dead and and heal the sick. I think it's working on you.
1: Dude, my voice is starting to hurt. It's scratchy right now. I keep sipping water just so you know, trying to get through this.
2: Maybe we should quit the show forever. We've lost our we've lost our power to heal. What's the point? Oh, man.
1: Let's continue. The Danger Zone with Paulie Dangerously. He is interviewing Ron Simmons, and he's got some stuff to say. Once again, another star coming at you on this episode. The last match, we had the gang. Previously, we had Nikita. We had Lex. Now, we're going to go to Ron Simmons.
0: Obviously, you can see that we're back here on TBS. You know, I was watching the monitor, and I saw what you did when Kevin Sullivan, Teddy Long, and the one-man gang took it upon themselves to destroy the junkyard dog. I saw what you did when you ran down that aisle to save the junkyard dog. And my question to you, Mr. Simmons, is this next weekend you're gonna walk down that very same aisle and enter in the omni in atlanta a lumberjack match against your former partner Hacksaw butch reed what if ron simmons one of those lumberjacks is six foot ten inch 412 pounds of the one man gang
4: you know something i don't know what your eyes saw but i know what mine and all these people saw you must be blind And another thing is this, what I should have did is what I should have done a long time back. It's get out there fast enough to get my hands on that punk and take him out. Now let me tell you this, what Teddy Long did and showed me tonight was that he didn't ever care anything about Ron Simmons. What he did tonight was sit back wrestling 10 years. And when I finally get the drop on you punk, I'm going to take you out once and for all. And another thing, as far as Butch Reed is concerned, here's a man I let get closer to me than my own brother. And what happened? The minute I turned my back, there's a Teddy Long plot against me. But I'm not worried, because you know why? If there's one man that Ron Simmons can depend on, it's the Junkyard Dog. And I know that. And if he does bring out 6'10", one-man game, Kevin Sullivan, I know that Junkyard the Brother be right there to take my side.
0: Oh, well, thanks for coming. Ron Simmons entering the danger zone, and now we're going up to the ring.
1: I mean, I don't know how Simmons was perfect there. I mean, it's not a promo that you're going to talk about in historic value, but I don't know what else you want him to do there, man. He, did, he That did was great.
2: What, he did what was required. He seems mad about it. He seems fired up about it, and – you're right. He's not. Go- his job is to not cut Ric Flair promos, so he did his job.
1: It was good. Good stuff. Really good stuff. So then we keep going, and the last match on the card, and the way we're going to go off air, is Arn Anderson and Sid Vicious are going to take on Sting and Elegante. We got star power here again. I mean, we do. We got Arn yeah. and Sid and you can argue, thing. I know you no, hate him. No, um,
2: no, no, You don't. You don't have to even argue. I mean, he's he's a superstar in this company.
1: All right. I don't um, think so that's they, debatable. They, this thing gets started with not much TV time left. I mean, it, I mean, we're we're bumping up against the the hour, top of the hour when it starts. Um, so they kind of milk things for a minute or two before we actually get the match started. And Sid and Eligante do the whole stare down thing. You know, Eligante's the big man and. So, I mean, that's good. You, you kind of want that. And then it starts with Sting and Arn, and then, and then it's Sting and Sid, and the fans are reacting to it. They're, they're into this thing. Elegante finally gets tagged in with, like, less than two minutes before we're out of TV time. The crowd, give them credit. They reacted. You know, they, they didn't just poo-poo it. Um, Sid comes in. He's going to hit Elegante from behind, but Elegante no-sells it. Elegante, he puts Sid in that trapezoid-type claw. Um, Sid ends up being occupied with Eliante. Sting out of nowhere is going to hit Arn with a crossbody, and Arn is going to eat the pin for this match in like four minutes time. And Jr. and Paulie send us off air. And my whole, I, I literally am watching this going. I wonder how mad Doc's going to be that Arn is the one who eats the pin in this thing. But who, who I'm not you
2: have from okay. This? I'm not mad that he ate the pin because that's predictable from a mile away. Make sense?
1: Say that again. I'm not sure I understand. I'm not
2: mad that RNA ate the pen because if anybody is going to, it's going to be him.
1: You know what? You nailed it. The dude is – he's a businessman.
2: So the point Arne that
1: I – RNA got no problem taking a pen, bro.
2: The problem I had with this is that it deserved more than four minutes. And it we just – Gave away a bunch of stuff we didn't need to give away For a four minute match That didn't mean as much as it should have I mean so here's the thing Sting and Sid get in there And you know we have built Sid up to be a monster And he's getting over Whether you think about softball season Or scissor fights Or whatever Right now he's getting over and Sting immediately takes him off his feet.
1: <laughs> so that made you more mad than Arnie the pin.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Sting's
1: just, an established talent. I mean, we I, can't I, act I, like I get Sting's so not. Why,
2: why? So, but why are we giving that away now?
1: Well, it's not like Sting and Sid are in a feud.
2: No, but this this to me was look it was star power don't get me wrong but it was unnecessary and especially the way they did it Arn's great there with his his facials with El Higante he's like nah bruh Um, you know he's (laughs) that face
1: dude he's I mean we sing Arn's praises for years on this show we never stopped singing his praises since the beginning Arn is the promo guy
2: Uh, and watch how fast he goes off his feet Sid? yeah
1: but, but I was. We'll see it here. But I will say it again. I was going to repeat what you were saying. Arn is a star in this in this match. It's quick, yeah. but he's a star. Okay. Yeah, so so Sting one two three punches. They reverse. Sting comes off the ropes. Clothesline. Sid's off his. Twenty one seconds. You. <laughs> you,
2: got, you timed it. <laughs> Sid comes in, stands over Sting, and in twenty one seconds he's on flat on his back in the ring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you.
2: Um. And so my whole point is if you're gonna pin somebody, I get that it's on. I don't think you need to pin anybody on TV. Why not go off the the, the air with this in progress?
1: Yeah, you could have did that. I'm not I'm not, I'm I am not i am i i do not I And the truth is probably
2: hard. behind the scenes where the horsemen sack. they're over, they're all they don't nobody cares about the horsemen. I mean fuck, I, I mean, you know, heard shit. But the crowd's into this. Look at that.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, you can argue El Eagante having star power, but.
2: I mean, this is goofy. Yeah, I mean. But what, I, do, I mean, it's El Gante. How can it not be goofy?
1: Yeah, what do you expect? Like, that's the thing with El is Like, what.
2: I mean, saying that El Gigante is goofy. I mean, buy the ticket, take the ride. That's what this is.
1: Yeah, I agree. This
2: is kind of a mess. Yeah, One, two, And they three. rushed it. Arn wins.
1: Yeah, I agree. They could have just went off air with him still Arn fighting. Arn didn't
2: win. You said Arn won.
1: No, that's what I meant.
2: So you sent the crowd home happy, but at what cost?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And um, that's how the show ends. That's <laughs> like, how the, the show way to say it. ends. Yep, Interesting. That's how it ends. Yep. So on that right, note. We've been going um, for
2: a while. I mean, we're just, now it's time. What do you want to talk about next?
1: I want to talk about how bad I have to pee. <laughs> How's that sound?
2: Did did the, sound? did the sickness get your get your uh, prostate all swollen up? So you got to pee a lot.
1: Nah, man. But I'm gonna tell you something. So I was trying to drink a lot of fluid, you know, to stay from getting dehydrated, and you know, because I was, you know, so I, you know, I had this sweats and chills too, and so I'm drinking a fluid, drinking a lot of Gatorade and water and bruh. The worst part about that is when you had to get up and go pee. Oh, my God.
2: You should have had naked. a catheter put in.
1: I I, I I damn near told my wife to, to, to go to a store and get me a bedpan. Oh, no. But I didn't. I didn't go there. Oh, man, it was brutal. But anyway. All right. So that's how they go off air. Um, and before we go off air, we need to rate it, hand out a Rolex and we're going to do that in two seconds before we do so. Please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon A great way to support this show. You get tons of extra content uh, in return for becoming a patron. And um, we got some clashes coming up again. We got Super Brawl coming up. But all of the clashes we've done in the past are on Patreon, along with all of our uh, pay-per-views from WCW on Patreon as well. You can listen to those there. You can also listen to the world-class show with Lance and myself. You can check out the NWA power show with the little fella half pint and his uh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo bills and whatnot on the NWA power show with him and sparks, the transformer. And you can check out the ECW show with Mike and JV all on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Great way to support the show, get tons of extra content Lots of stuff there. The video versions of these that Doc and I always talk about are all on Patreon. And do me a favor. When you see me post the shows on Patreon, make sure you tell all the friends in the BTT Army on Facebook and Twitter, become a patron just like you are and get all that extra content. All right, um, Doc, I'll go to you first. Uh, what are you going to rate it?
2: Man, this show was packed, stacked, it really was. and jacked. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed not to rust, combust, or get dust. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. No rib. I flirted with giving this thing an A+. Oh, wow. But the booking at the last match did upset me enough that I'm going to say just a straight A.
1: Yeah, I'm going with an A as well. I don't, you know, to give it an A plus, it would have to have been one of those ridiculously great 1986 episodes, right? But again, like that.
2: But again, you said something earlier. This ain't, you know, this ain't as bad as you think it would be in 1991.
1: No, and they've had a, you know, to your point, they've had some good. They've had a nice little run.
2: Well, and we weeded out the the true nonsense and like the juicer. And, you know, the the I mean, let's be fair. We don't we're not huge fans of watching Tom Zink wrestle, but he's not on the same level as Trucker Norman and, and the juicer.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about stuff like that. When I complain about things like Tom Zink and the Z-Man, what he's and doing,
2: Spivey and you know, right They're at least wrestlers.
1: Yeah, yeah, at least wrestlers and at least they're, you know, not stupid like the juicer and. Right. trucker norm and i mean yeah so okay then who are you so giving a rolex floor,
2: to our floor has risen some so that's a good thing mm-hmm. uh man there's a lot of opportunities for um for the rolex this week and certainly you know letting arn i mean uh, rick have the mic with missy gives him an advantage um but i'm going with arn cuz he was funny with El Gigante and he did eat the pen and did business in uh, that final match yeah
1: I think it would be a crime to not go with Arn because he, the non the, the audio just the visuals with Arn first he ate the pin, and then two his reaction to El Gigante when, it, when he ends up in El Gigante's corner and his eyes get real big and he crawfishes away from it I mean that's wrestling that's Arn being a pro's pro uh, along with taking a pin. So I'm going with Arn as well. Uh, so, Doc, one other thing before we get out of here, just need to mention Hard Body Hopper's video shout-out relationship advice service. If you would like a video from Hard Body Hopper, all you have to do is email him to chrishopper 16 wildcat a K at gmail.com. That's chrishopper 16 wildcat a K at gmail.com. And then make sure you PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com uh, to get your very own Hard Body Hopper relationship advice video shout-out uh, from him he can also request a video for him to cut a promo on friends family members people you hate people you love um or anyone out there that you want to give a special shout out to again it's chris harper 16 wildcat with a k at gmail.com that's the email address make sure when you email him what you want in your video make sure you are very descriptive on what that is and then don't forget to paypal him 20 bucks to cc three zero three eight eight cc at yahoo.com uh, Doc. Anything else before we get out of here? We did go very long on this episode. This might have been our longest in a long time.
2: We do the work that's needed for the, the, the for the job, and so there was a lot of things happening in our world, the re- current wrestling world, and we had us, you know, a hot episode today. To re- so we it required us to go a little bit longer, and you know what? We're okay doing that. Uh, on a serious note, um, I think I speak for the entire. Uh, BTT Army, when I say we're glad that you you were able to uh, spit out the ventilator, kick out on two and two and two and a half, and uh, rejoin the living. Um, we had a we had a prayer vigil over here at the um, at the mansion for you just the other night. Filled up that test tube of telethon prayer warrior accounts for the Lord. Good to see you're uh, up and moving around.
1: Thanks, pal. Appreciate it.
2: I think Harper was worried that you were gonna die or something. No, nah. because he's like, I don't get it. It's not that bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. I said it all along. I was like, when I finally get this thing, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be the one who's who's struggling. And I'm telling you, man, my wife was just like, now nah, I'm the one who doesn't take the freaking vitamin D like I'm supposed to, and I'm the one who doesn't do this. Well, here's this, the thing: and...
2: what if you didn't take all that stuff? You might have died i don't know man who knows Here, here's yeah so-
1: it, it, let me clarify too we didn't talk about this you know my doctor did advise when this when the, the the needle first came out for it he's like yeah you should get it you know your age and you're in good shape but you know he my doctor who i who i trust and i've been going to him for a decade and a half if not longer at this point um he was the one who was like yeah you should get it and then of course you know we have certain work restrictions where it wouldn't have been a choice anyway. We had to get it for work, but, um, you know, so I had those things in me as well. And, uh, I still, I still had an, again, I was never at risk of going to the hospital. Let me be clear, but that, but fever, it wasn't
2: fun, but it wasn't fun.
1: That fever was no
2: joke. I got to, I got one last question. I was going to ask you earlier and I forgot. So you told me like a month, two months ago that you feel like with the prevalence that it's been in the community that you'd already had it once. You still feel that way or do you think this was your first time?
1: I find it hard to believe with two kids in school that this would have been the first time. I feel like I would have gotten it before and just maybe didn't know it. Maybe it was just something quick. And this time was just a different strain. Now there's no way of knowing that. Sure. Sure. But, I like it's the thing is when you got kids in school, the amount of
4: you are
2: are exposed to. Here is the thing: if the if if they came home from school and said somebody at school has malaria, I'd be like shit,
1: bro. That's what I'm saying. Like you, when you got kids in school, whether you got grade schoolers, middle schoolers, high schoolers, I got high schoolers. They are coming home and they go to a very large high school, bro. They are. They are constantly, to me, exposed to this stuff because of just the... Like, I mean, I was asking my daughter. I was like, okay, when y'all go to lunch, this is... we, You know, even bef- like before... This is last year, you know. This is when they still had like the mask things at school where you had to wear one at school, right? Like, I'm like, they're eating they're at lunch. They're eating. They're right next to each other. It's not like they're social distancing. So, mm-hmm. I, like, in my mind, in my mind, I'm already thinking... Probably there's no way that I hadn't been exposed. So I really feel like like there's no way this was my first go around. It just may have been a different strain of it. Who knows? You know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor.
2: Yeah, we don't know. But you it's not know. important. Well, shout the out to Dr. Thing. Blassie
1: for the advice. Yeah,
2: um, it, hey, we got a lot of professions covered in the army. We got doctors and lawyers and forklift drivers and all the all the different things covered. We can we get some legal advice. We get some medical advice, and if I need to move this pallet from here to over there, we call Muldoon Morton and we get that done.
1: Man, I hope that dude's alive. I haven't seen a tweet for him in a long time.
2: Maybe he got banned.
1: No, I mean, last I checked, that Twitter was still there.
2: Maybe he hates us now.
1: I think he still follows the show.
2: Maybe. He's, trying, he's on a one-man mission to s- save the supply chains and he's busy moving pallets around. Could be. Could be. All right. Well, the good news is, is that you're up and semi-mobile and, and, and continuing your lengthy recovery from this devastating illness. And we have many more years of BTK to look forward
1: to. Very true. On that note,
2: Doc, do what hopper always does circle circle dot dot oh look at bitch